Come on, Ed. <laughs> CCD must choose an ambulance. I know. <laughs> <laughs> this one's brutal. Do you want fives or do you want fives? Oh, I can't choose the one truck. The one true truck. I want that truck. It's like the ideal truck. Welcome to Which Game First, where we explore the hilariously huge world of board games. Did we find any hidden treasures you've been missing out on? Let's find out. First up this week, we're arguing our way around the table and through the deck in I'm Right, You're Wrong. Next up, we pit our patients' lives upon the roll of the bones in Dice Hospital. And lastly, can we deduce four digits from scratch in 11 moves or less? We find out in Numerologic. I'm your host, Celeste Angelus, here with my decades-long gaming buddies, Evan Bernstein. Hello, everyone. Ed Povolitis. Hey, time to game, guy. And Mike Grenier. I just flew into this podcast and boy, my arm's tired. Our first game up this week is I'm Right, You're Wrong. Game mechanics by Derek Lamb and illustrations by Will Health. Published by Jab Publishing. Coming to Kickstarter right now. It should be live by the time we have this episode up. Number of players, 2 to 5, ages 14 and up. Playtime, 2 to 20 minutes. Okay, Mikey, tell us what's in the box. The cover of the box has a robot with lit old school dynamite, a dog with a propeller cap, a bird proudly holding some cheese aloft, and some sort of angry simian creature in a sweater. Uh, Looks like they're having a dust up. Inside the box, you'll find a stack of 68 cards because that's all you need. And that's what's in the box. Well, before we undoubtedly get in an argument about the merits of this game, Evan, angrily shout the rules at us. <laughs> well, I pull the rules directly from the game creators from their website for the Kickstarter, so here it goes. It's simple. You're in an argument. Your cards are your choices. Take turns. Start each turn by arming yourself, drawing one card into your hand. Then exchange blows. End each turn by playing one card from your hand and deal with the consequence. <laughs> Some cards discard cards. Some cards restrict comebacks. Here's the twist. There are more bad decisions than there are good ones. That's an understatement. Try to play your, <laughs> try to play your least worst cards without exhausting all your <laughs> options. Don't shoot yourself in the foot. If you run out of argument cards, you lose. If you run out of comebacks or you can't play any cards, guess what? You lose. It's a game of elimination. But don't worry, no matter what happens, I'm right and all of you are wrong. That's what you think. Wait, 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 wait. I'm right and you're wrong. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're probably right. Wait. (laughs) (laughs) And that is kind of how the game goes, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So... It came, this game came in the mail uh, as a review copy. We got a prototype with mm-hmm. a booster pack. And it came with a nice card from the designers who are really excited about getting <laughs> cool. this up on uh-huh. Kickstarter. It was a sweet little card. And uh, thank you for that, guys. Uh, what did you think of the components and the art? Uh, the box cover reminds, us, reminds me of the four of us. <laughs> <laughs> so that Wait was my minute. first impression. Wait, who's the monkey? Yeah, I was going to say, there's a, let's see, what's on the cover? An ape, a robot, <laughs> yep. a bird with a piece of cheese holding out the cheese, which oh, is, yes. I think, bait. Don't take it. It's a trap. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> and and the dog with his tongue hanging out. I'm probably, That's right. I'm probably the bird. I refuse to say who's who in that picture. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> the bird is the most innocuous, so I think we're all hoping that we're the bird. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes. Although in some of these pictures, this bird looks like he's got boxing gloves on and he's yelling, your party sucks. I wish I didn't come. <laughs> I, it is interesting that there are three different colors, right? Yellow's mm. for traps. Mm-hmm. Red is just a bad, like just bad. It's, it's no good for anybody. Oh, it's Most terrible. of all you. Um, yeah, green is usually something pretty good. Here's a funny thing that I saw today on their Instagram. They have an endorsement from Jerry Springer. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which I thought was uh-huh. hilarious. That is hilarious. Yeah, from the King I, of Arguments, right? Oh, that's interesting. I think in the future we'll be talking more about celebrity endorsements and games. I have a feeling it will come up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ah, it's called foreshadowing. Their Instagram is right wrong games, which is pretty easy to remember. There you go. That also happened to be their website. Yeah, keeping oh. it tight on the social media. Good on you guys. Well, I'm surprised uh, it was available, actually. What kind of game is it, Ed? I mean, it's a simple kind of don't lose game. There's, uh, <laughs> your, main, main, your main thing you're trying to do on your turn is don't lose. If you can play a card, you're still in a game. There's lots of ways to lose. <laughs> That's for sure. You, uh, <laughs> and if you don't follow the rules, like if you accidentally break the rules, you lose. But also, <laughs> on your turn, you're supposed to draw a card, and if you forget to draw that card, you don't lose, but you get to suffer the rest of the game with one less card than everybody else. Can't either. Huh? Yes. Self, draw one card and play it immediately. Uh, if you don't follow the rules. What's the rule? <laughs> hey, boy, that's not following the rules. If it's you play break it any rules, you lose. What does it say on what the card? It might, not, it might say it play. It say play stuff. You put the card face up. That's not following the rules. Yellow cards are played face down. How do you know it's a yellow well, card? Does that mean that when you played the card face down, you broke the rule because it said yeah, face up? That's true. Maybe. If that's if that's what we're going with. I think you need to be able to see the card before you just play That's it. actually a really important question. Yeah, <laughs> which, it's, if you forget your card, too bad. Too yeah, bad. Yeah, which can be terrible. Which was literally, <laughs> that was literally the first thing that happened was Celeste went first and forgot to draw her card. Yep. <laughs> she was excited. And they were like, yeah. well, she broke the rule. So that doesn't mean she lose? Right. That kind, of, that kind of brings me to an interesting point that although this is a really simple game, even in a game this simple, you can find things where the rules need to be a little bit more clear. And that was kind of one of them that we noticed. Definitely. Well, this is a prototype. Mm-hmm. And right. they are still definitely taking feedback on this type of stuff. I did mention that to them already, that uh, the rules need to be a little bit clearer on what it is to break the rules. Especially mm-hmm. whether, you know, uh, is technically not drawing a card at the beginning of your turn is breaking the rule. Right? <laughs> but it... But it says too bad in the rules, so I think they meant that you do get to keep going there. Yeah, that's and, kind um, of the way we interpreted it, I think. And, and it's hard to say, though, without the official official ruling. But it's so easy to end up getting stuck mm-hmm. having to break a rule if you want to keep playing. So you're basically, mm-hmm. you're done. If you can't play a card without breaking a rule, you lose. For example, I could draw a card that forces the next player to play to draw that their next card and play it no matter what. And if that play violates a rule that's in that is otherwise active in the game, that's it. They have no choice. They're out. And that's why we came up with that rule question because I well, 
if I can choose not to draw the card and just not draw the card, does that mean I have to draw a card? Right, right. It got a little tricky. And that's how Evan ousted me out of the game. I had six or seven cards in my hand. I had a huge hand. I was feeling real confident. Evan was down to two cards. And yep, I just couldn't play that next card that I was forced to and I was out. Boom. You, you got yep. pigeonholed. Yep. And if you get a green card, something like empathy could be one of the cards. Oh. <laughs> uh, you could end up playing it and then blind playing the next person's card because mm-hmm. you were so empathetic toward them you mm-hmm. get to kind of manipulate them so you get to right. blind play a card and if that blind play happens to break one of the rules that's sitting out on the table by through another card they're out mm-hmm. yeah and those mm-hmm. those rules cards are kind of simple it's a lot of them are just if you have this card in front of you nobody can play red cards for example Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's pretty self-explanatory. Most of the rules that you need to know are right there on the card. I think it was the yellow cards that gave us perhaps the most questions about how to interpret the rules. Because you're supposed to supposed to put those face down in front of you. Those are the trap cards, the yellow cards. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you're forced to draw a card. And if it's a yellow card that you're drawing, you can't necessarily put it face down. Or you have to peek at it first to see if it's something that does go down how do you know it? you drew a yellow card mm-hmm. if you're not supposed you know if, it, it's, right, it's, right. it can get a little confusing with those trap cards especially yeah. since sometimes the yellow cards are face up and sometimes they're face down mm-hmm. it's not always face down yeah there's a couple of yellow cards you actually play face up what's to stop a player from playing a card face down that's not yellow nobody will know they broke the rules until two turns later or whatever. Oh, well, yes, yeah. you can cheat. But nobody yeah, will know what the have... moment of the cheat happened. They have to like rewind we... the whole clock to uh, fix yeah. it. <laughs> That's what happens with cheaters, right? They cheat and you, you can't, you don't notice it. They hope. They recommend you play this with surveillance footage so you can go back <laughs> yeah. and watch yeah. the tape. Yeah. Everybody has a GoPro on their head. And Not the World Series of Poker thing where you play your hands face down and there's a camera underneath the table where it sees all oh, your cards. I would love that. <laughs> That'd be cool. There's no counters. Yeah. That's the problem. There's no okay. counters. Okay. Yeah. I have selective hearing. Next player plays next drawn card. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Yellow. Oh, I can see yellow. Again. Or green, right? Yeah, or green. Green. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it has to be green. Oh. Right. No. This is active. Yes, it's active. This still, is still active. Still active. Right? Yeah, I all can't. And you have to play that card. You're out. You lose. Burn you. Right, Ed, you and me. (laughs) I thought the writing, there were word bubbles on these cards. And the writing could, I thought, have been a little stronger. The word bubbles weren't mechanics. The mechanics were very clear on the card. But the word bubbles were like little argumentative color text. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I thought they were too small, a little too small to read. And they could have been written a little bit more, you know, I, it's, it's a humorous game. It's designed for humor, clearly, a mm-hmm. little bit stronger in the humor area. Yeah, it was tough to actually make, to like, take the time to make it sound like an actual argument. Uh, that was a little bit of a letdown on the theme. But if you did take the time to read them, some of them were pretty funny. And, and the art was well done. That kind of almost makes up for it. Because I wasn't really reading the deck. I was just looking at the cool little picture. Yeah. The pictures are good, uh, but I do wish, like, if you're going to go ahead and bother putting word bubbles on them, make them Mm. nice and clear. Yeah. Here's the thing. I thought this game was going to go on and on and on. It (laughs) felt like there was no way that this game could end. And then all of a sudden, 
It came fast and furious. <laughs> In one turn, three players got knocked out. Slap, slap, slap. One <laughs> after over. the next, after the, like dominoes falling. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you were the only one who dodged disaster, Evan, and I really thought you were a goner. Yeah, but it didn't last too long because I only had two cards left by that time <laughs> yeah, and right. I couldn't hold out. Was Ed the last man standing? Yes, he was. Yes, he was. <laughs> yeah, and barely, right? <laughs> yeah, right. teetering I, I on the edge. Down, like, I think I was down to like two cards, and Evan went down like one card, and I just outdo him. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep, yep. Now, they, they call this game a light strategy game. They didn't want to call it a party game because they thought it was some party game folks thought it was too strategy-oriented, and some strategy game players thought it was too party-oriented. You got your strategy in my party. You got your party in my strategy. <laughs> yeah. There is a thin line to walk there where you don't want to give too many strategic choices to a party game. But this one here, a lot of your moves are either forced or kind of like guided by only a few things you have in your hand that you could potentially play. So I don't think it's too heavy on the strategy to call this a party game or at least make a nod to party games. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. I would call it a party game personally. I mean, of course, I lean heavily on the strategy side, but for me, there's just a lot of randomness and just like, oh, well, oh, yeah. I, uh, some, somebody's just going to blind play a card or I have to play the next card off the top of the deck. I mean, mm-hmm. not a lot of strategy in that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I formed a strategy early on. I saw the cards and I'm like, I'm going to play the ones that are worst for me early so I don't get stuck with them in my hand later and, and be forced to play them at a really bad time. I know. I started with three of those cards that say, uh, get rid of two of your cards. I had three <laughs> of them. Yeah. So I used one to get rid of the other two. Thank goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was smart. See, there's some strategy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this game reminded me a lot of we didn't play test this mm-hmm. at all, but it did feel oh, yeah. m- quite a bit more organized than that. Yeah. I mean, that one's meant to be chaos. Yeah. I thought this one actually worked quite a bit better. And uh, I would definitely bring this out at a party. No question. Okay, explorers, it's time to dig up or bury. I'm right. You're wrong. Mike? The fun was really fast, and the eliminations, although they were there, and that always makes me sad, weren't too harsh because of how quickly this game went by. The argument theme wasn't super strong, but I think it was better off for it, to be honest. Dig it up. Evan? I'm right, you're wrong. Is the perfect game if you love frustration. Not frustration <laughs> with games, but frustra- but the concept of being frustrated. It's easy to learn. It's easy to play. The rules about rule breaking need some tweaking or at least more clarification. As far as party games, and yes, I'm calling it a party game. As far as they go, this is pretty good. Dig it up. Ed? This is a really neat looking game and it's very simple to play. There isn't a lot of strategy at its utter randomness could eliminate you in turn one. (laughs) But while it's a great way to spend a few minutes with a friend especially at a party, it's not something I would necessarily dig out for my neck. Yeah, we're going to play a game today. So I'll have to lightly bury it. <laughs> uh, I had definitely more fun with this game than a lot of card games of this ilk, like Exploding Kittens, and we didn't play test this at all. Mm-hmm. It's in the same spirit, but felt much more cleverly designed. Mm-hmm. I liked I'm Right, You're Wrong, especially how fast I can teach it to somebody. I'm definitely digging it up. Are you right or are we wrong? <laughs> Let us know on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are at which game first. That was terrible choices. Are they right or are we wrong? I mean, <laughs> please, we're automatically wrong. <laughs> I did that on purpose, Mike. It's not a roll, be funny. Let him go. I love it. <laughs> hey, everybody. What's going on with which game first? We are live on Thursday nights. 
7 o'clock Eastern Time. We want you to come watch us because we're going to play a game. First time usually and we stumble our way through it. We are <laughs> we have, so clueless. Oh, it's, 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 it's something to watch the sausage being made. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes on special occasions we have the actual game designers join us as special guests. And that's great because then you, the audience, get to ask them questions and you can offer them comments or you can make suggestions for us on how to play. I need help. And don't forget, we have trivia for the audience. So we play a game within a game. We have a lot of fun. Thursday nights, 7 o'clock Eastern Time, Which Game First Live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. And we are getting lots of games in the mail these days, and we can't wait to play them for our show. We love seeing our fans and friends flexing their design muscles out there. Um, We're also ready to collaborate with other awesome people by promoting their games on our website, doing interviews, even showing up on each other's podcasts. If you want to co-op with us, we're ready to rumble. So reach out to us on Instagram or email us and tell us what we can do to co-op with you. We'll be at Connecticut, where we'll be hosting the Connecticut Festival of Indie Games. A mere th- four days after Dragon Con ends. Oh my we'll god! No rest for the right We're insane. <laughs> we're insane. Yes, <laughs> just. And as always, we thank our patrons very, very much. You guys are so important to us. You keep the lights on. If you want to become a supporter of this show for just three bucks a month. It will get you a whole nother podcast by us. A private podcast for our patrons only called Bonus Points. Bonus Points. Bonus Points. So if you want to hear more of us every week, just go to our website, click on Become a Supporter today. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Our next game up this week is Dice Hospital. Designed by Stan Kordonsky and Mike Nudd. Published by Alley Cat Games in 2018, number of players 1 to 4, ages 10 and up, playtime 45 to 90 minutes. Okay, Mikey, tell us, what's in the box? On the cover of the box, three young and confident doctors stand in front of a pristine hospital. It seems like they know your visit will be risky as they hold an assortment (laughs) of dice in their outstretched hand. (laughs) (laughs) inside you'll find four starting hospital boards 24 department tiles 24 specialist cards five ambulance cards four player reference cards eight hospital administrator cards 63 six-sided dice in three different colors an opaque bag for the dice of course awesome dice bag bag 41 meeples a score and round tracker board a round marker eight score markers a first player token whoo 16 blood bag (laughs) tokens, 14 fatality tokens, 15 event cards, and 15 medical report cards. Oof. I I need a doctor to revive me after that. I was going to say, you need a dose of oxygen. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what's in the box. Well, before we find out if this game has a clean bill of health or is a code blue, Evan, tell us how it's played. Dice Hospital is a worker placement game in which players manage a hospital staff of doctors and nurses. Players use their hospital staff to treat patients on their personal hospital player boards. However, players may also call in specialist staff to react to certain situations that arise. And they can expand their hospital with specialist rooms. The game uses worker placement mechanics for the staff, Dice as the patients where low scores indicate low health and a personal player board of actions to treat patients and to earn reputation points. 
The player with the highest reputation point total at the end of the game is the winner, and they get a massive promotion from hospital manager to general of the hospital. (laughs) (laughs) I wrote that just for you, my friends. (laughs) Nice, nice. Boy, oh boy. Well, we played this on Board Game Arena. Mm -hmm. How, How did it play? Well, it was a beta version. (laughs) <laughs> so, it was a beta version but it seemed like it worked smoothly enough so. I, I think so yeah. uh, I wasn't sure that when I called in my specialists I know we're jumping right into the game rules a little early but when I, it seemed like when I called in some of my specialist doctors that they weren't necessarily allowing me to place mm-hmm. them in the places that I wanted to, them to go to try to optimize that doctor mm-hmm. with the, that particular specialty room. I don't know if any, did anyone else have that yep, similar? I had the exact same problem where I know that it was supposed to be able to do that thing in that room, but for some reason it was doing the order of operations wrong or something, but it wasn't giving yeah. me the full bonus of All what right. I should have had there. Well, did you guys fill out bug reports? <laughs> um, yeah. uh, Come on, I didn't guys. know this hospital had bugs. <laughs> <laughs> Bed bugs, of course. Bedbug hospital. Write that down, Mike. No. (laughs) Uh, I thought it looked great on Board Game Arena. And and thank goodness for the rules locking because I would not have wanted to keep track of the Mm. score. But I'm just going to, speaking of getting right into the rules, those administrators stunk. No they way. Were so, <laughs> no way. They were so not bad. But I understood understood where you're coming from for years. Ah, man. I just don't think the okay. So you put this one person aside. You have one person for your whole game that you get to pick at the beginning. Oh, that's right. As yes. your administrator for the whole mm-hmm. hospital, mm-hmm. and mine was utterly useless. But <laughs> I just think, in general, darn administrators should do more. Yeah, but hey, they didn't seem. Well, maybe they're trying to make a social commentary on yeah. administrators. Yeah. Useless. <laughs> I really wow. do feel like that there was a lot of social commentary in this game. Yeah, your really starting do. administrator was one of the weakest yeah. things you could have in front of you. I, I'm so worried about clicking on buttons because all of them are like, finish. <laughs> like, <laughs> what do you mean? I don't want to finish. Oh, one neglect. Yeah, the anesthesiologist. Ah, uh, so good. Can you only use one specialist per turn? Is it okay to have two neglected patients? Yeah. I okay. Mean, they, deteriorate. they deteriorate down one, right? Right. Oh, I got, I'm sending one down to one. Woo! Yipes. I oh. sent one to recovery, sent them home to fill out their insurance papers. They're administrators. They're not doctors. They're not nurses. They're not the ones doing the treating. They just right. manipulate things a little bit to try to make things a little better for everyone concerned. That's fair. I know. I'm thinking of them as a captain of a ship, you know, a, a, <laughs> <Nope>. a godlike, <laughs> a godlike creature, right? But. There, it was yeah. interesting how much it highlighted how little they probably could get done for the hospital. <laughs> well, one thing I definitely appreciated about being on Board Game Arena, the ability to roll back to the beginning of your turn mm. and try again. Oh, yes. I'm sure in a physical game, that would be a maddening headache because by the time you move the dice and change the face, you're like, oh, crap, what if I did that differently? Nope. Where did I start from? No way. There's no way you're getting back to where you started <laughs> after you move 10 dice around. Yeah, Interesting. That was really helpful here. Absolutely. No way to rewind this game once you start moving stuff around except for online. Yeah, unless you took a picture before your turn started. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you're so right. Mm-hmm. So it, there was a bunch of colored dice and the first thing you do is pick your ambulance. Mm-hmm. How did you like the choices in this game, Ed? I mean, 
I think that the big choice at the beginning is that ambulance is kind of neat. There's a push-pull there because, you know, you kind of want the, the healthy patient because they're easier to kick out the door, but you go last. Strategy tip if you're going to go for those low numbers, do it early. Yeah, or make sure you're yeah. getting Game. something real good for it up top. <laughs> and, and there are, that's the other mitigating factor. And I noticed many of your specialists or your rooms are very good at treating particularly mm-hmm. sick patients. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, I got sick patients, but I'm going to be able to move up four pips this turn. So that's a lot for one room. Oh, yeah. Yes. It seemed to be like the sicker your patients were, the more likely you could put more of them around to stay alive. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't mm-hmm. too hard keeping them alive. It wasn't too hard. But man, it was hard getting patients out the door. <laughs> never did Never did the numbers one through six seem so long. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I had an interesting room that let me take three patients of consecutive numbers and move them all up one point. So I was always trying to get a four, five, six. So sometimes that middle ambulance was kind of good for me because it wasn't all the highest numbers. So I can go to four, five, six, and then one more kick to get that one guy out the door was was pretty good. So, And I think that even though picking first is a good thing. If you're picking first and you see something that triages the really hurt patients more, you still end up in pretty much the same place as everybody else. And right. So it's not so unbalancing right. is what Mike is essentially saying. Yeah, I saying. think that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think it was incredibly unbalancing because I noticed all our scores are relatively close to each yeah. other. Mm-hmm. I think it was like between like 41 and 38 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was a good close range. Maximizing the synergies, as you were saying, Mike, is the most frustrating part of the game (laughs) and the most time consuming. And it was such a relief that we could all do that at the same time. It would be Mm -hmm. terrible having to wait for each person to do it. It was great for this game. I'm glad the board game arena allowed that because that is a huge time saver, I imagine, in a physical game where everybody takes their things and then, all right, do your puzzle. Which also means you're not going to be able to watch it when everybody else is doing it. Sure. Everybody's on the honor system here. <laughs> and you can make honest mistakes in the game, and I think in the physical version. Because mm-hmm. the order of operations is actually important. Like, oh, I want to make sure I get this guy to a plus one first, and then use the sequence room. And then once I got the sequence room done, I can do this thing over here to get those two guys out of the room. Uh, <laughs> But if you accidentally mix it up in your head, it's like, oh, crap, I didn't realize I had to use this particular doctor to make this thing happen. Yeah, uh, so frustrating. Like, that's why you're constantly restarting. I must have restarted my turn like 10 times because I'm like, nope, that won't work. That order doesn't work. Yeah, and the further you get in the game, the more different options you have. So it starts to compound at like what order you do stuff in. Right. Which is good that I ended when it did, because I can see it exponentially growing <laughs> oh, <yeah>. in complexity. <laughs> yeah, it would have got nuts. I mean, it was already getting pretty nuts at the end, but a couple more turns would have been out of control. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's really funny. I remember like Celeste doing, like, okay, I got three patients. Let me see if I can do this more. And she's like, how do I get back the three pieces out the door? <laughs> yep, that happened to me on the last turn. I was trying to optimize too much, and I went from getting three out the door to getting two out the door, and I could not Aww. figure out how to get back to where I was. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, blessing and a curse. Yep, the yep. Uh, restarting your turn, and you also have to guard against accepting too many patients. If you only have twelve slots for mm-hmm. your dice, if you wind up picking up too many, guess what? They die. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, I, th- I, I had one of my patients die that way because I didn't have room oh, for no. him. I don't know if anybody else had a patient die on them. I was fully allergic to letting my patients die. I was not going to let it happen. <laughs> no matter what happened. No Mike matter what, even if I lose the game, I am not letting any of these people die. Not on his watch. Not on my watch. <laughs> Ed, I heard the deluxe version comes with something fancy. Oh, yes. Uh, I saw the pictures in there. They look really cool. It's an ambulance mini that you can put the dice in at the top. Oh, sweet. That's oh, cool. Neat. That is cool. Like a little plastic rolling ambulance. Like, uh, yeah. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I mean, it, it's totally extravagant, mm-hmm. totally unnecessary, but totally cool. <laughs> no, it's cool. Yeah. It's definitely cool. Okay, explorers, it's time to dig up or bury Dice Hospital. Ed? The look of the components and the satisfying decision provide a fun and engaging strategy game. I'll dig this up to roll up some more patience. Mike? This is one of those rare worker placement games where getting as many workers as you can as early as possible isn't necessarily the best strategy. And I appreciated that amongst a whole bunch of other things, so I'm going to dig this up. Evan? Dice Hospital has lots going for it. The theme, the art, worker placement, dice rolling, dice placement. This game is relatively easy to learn. It doesn't get bogged down in any way. It's an excellent game. Dig it up. A really good example of theme informing play. I was so frustrated, but I really did feel that (laughs) struggle within the confines of the narrative. And for that, I am digging it up. If you have thoughts about Dice Hospital, come chat with us on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, and just roll the bones. (laughs) That's a a perfect time to say roll the bones. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Our last game up this week is Numeral Logic, published by American Greetings Corp. In 1973. <laughs> yeah, 73. <laughs> Number of players two to six. No age, no playtime. Mikey, tell us what is <laughs> no in. age, no playtime. We'll get to this. that in a moment. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, tell us what is in this incredibly dated box. On the cover of this classic, we see a man reminiscent of such heroes like Ron Burgundy, or perhaps Skip Decent, sipping from a hefty glass of confidence on the rocks. (laughs) Inside, you'll see a boatload, a boatload of rectangular plastic chits, probably over 400 of them, with numbers 0 through 9, and six black plastic trays to hold them in. And that's what's in the box. Well, before we pour you four nice glasses of opinion on the rocks, Evan, <laughs> tell us how it's played. In Numera Logic, players attempt to guess other players' secret number. Players compete against each other in trying to make the correct guess using the fewest number of turns. The game can be played by selecting anywhere from two to five digits, depending on the time available and the ability of the players. We played using <laughs> four-digit codes. When choosing the secret number, you use the numbers 0 through 9, but you can't repeat any digits. Make guesses of your opponent's secret number by guessing the code on your tile board, and then your opponent will tell you how many digits are correct and how many of those correct digits are in the correct position. The fewer the guesses you take to solve the secret number in a turn, the more points you earn. So get out there and crack those codes. Yeah. (laughs) 
I think it's really important that you say, use the terms that they use in this game for the guesses, the guesses that you make. If you guess a number, but it's not in the right order, it's called a clue. And if you mm-hmm. guess it and it's in the exact right spot, it's called a hit. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we, you, every time you guess a number, the person tells you, for example, if two of the numbers are correct and one of them is in the right position, they'll say two clues, one hit. It's mm-hmm. so elegant <laughs> and so cleverly organized to get to uh, exactly what you're supposed to be doing. Because initially, Mike, how did you feel? Uh, panic, heart flutters, like disaster. <laughs> there was a, the, all the chits were already broken up and just in a big old pile right in the middle of the box flying all over the place. And to make things worse, there cool. was no way to tell the difference between a six or a nine. I'm like, this is oh. disaster. How's this going to work? There, there, Mike. <laughs> Let me comfort you. <laughs> I was very worried too, Mike, for just the reason that I am not a deduction game player. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I'm okay at deduction games, but I don't, I always think I'm going to be bad at them. Like I come <laughs> in sure that you only get 11 chances to guess this number before <laughs> it's over. There's no way I'm going to get this number. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boot forth wise, yeah, it should take too long. Oh yeah, you never be able to yes. do it that way. Right, exactly. You have to be the you have to deduce, but it comes into focus so quickly. And yeah. I think a lot of that has to do with the elegant terminology and the components. Yep. These mm. components are so well organized. You get your own plastic tray. hmm yeah, yeah, and you track all the different choices you've made in the past and you can start taking some of the extra numbers and putting them on the side of your board saying, no, it's definitely not this number because of some of your other past choices. Yes, the tracking is very well done in this game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's easy to just, you know, be able to read back on your prior wrong guesses and absolutely make all the interpretations you need to to hone in on that target. Hi, Celeste. I guess seven, two, zero, five. Okay, seven two zero five. That is how many? How many are correct? Clues, three clues, one hit. Three clues? Wow. Three clues, one hit. What is three? What are clues? Oh, that's mean? Better. Clues mean so three of the numbers he said are mine, and one of them was a direct hit. So one right. of them was actually the right place. Oh, in order. Remember mastermind? Yeah, vaguely. This is what it is. No. Holy crap! But did you just gr- three clues, one hit? He just ran. That seems high. I am impressed with that. Mathematically, that that seems very high. Yeah, I mean, to to me, it reminds me of Mastermind, except Mm -hmm. for numbers instead of colors. Right. Right. This is Mastermind with numbers. Mm -hmm. Exactly right. Yep. And for me, the numbers have a lot more logic to it than the colors. And um, I definitely use that against Evan (laughs) a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You did. Yeah. You my, did. My initial thought. So so I thought of Evan, right? I'm like, hmm, he's an odd fellow. I bet you he chose all odd numbers. So I just chose a series of odd numbers. And at first I was going to go, you know, three, uh, uh, one, three, five, seven. But then I went, no, he wouldn't put them in order. So I arra- <laughs> rearranged them in my head and just to see if I hit one of them by accident. And he said zero hits and zero clues. So I knew that it wasn't any of those numbers at all. So I could fully eliminate those four numbers it's a great first guess mm-hmm. if you get a zero zero on your first guess yeah. oh my gosh you're you're you are easily a third if not half of the way to solve yeah so lucky yeah that's amazing that they're getting zero like that is actually more informative <laughs> than getting say a one 
One zero. That's oh right. Oh my God! Which of these one? Uh, it's almost like it's almost worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. gosh, yeah, yeah, in a lot of ways. Evan was flanked by bad news on both sides. Not only Mike's deductive personality reading of Evan, but Ed <laughs> made a mistake <laughs> on the reporting <laughs> to Evan of what the numbers were. So he he mistakenly told him the wrong number of clue clues and or hits on a particular turn, which will completely destroy your chance. Yeah, you can't, yeah. Yeah, I was a little too quick at feeding it off. I looked at it, it's like, ah, no, there's only two there. And then uh, <laughs> later on, it's like, wait a minute, oh, that was actually three. Oh, oh, my. But, like, the weird thing was, and I don't know if it's anything to do with this particular sequence of numbers, but I looked at it as well after already knowing it was supposed to be three, and I saw it as two as well, even with that knowledge. Mm-hmm. That's so strange. And it's like, it's for some reason, the, the particular number made me think, oh, the other one's not actually there. Well, no, it actually yeah, is there. It's <laughs> only four numbers. You'd think it would be easy to, like, do. But it's and weird. I'm on, like, the seventh turn. Like, uh. why can't I figure this out? No, no combination is working. Right. Ah. <laughs> yeah, you, you yeah. got to a point where no answer could be right because of that yes, one deduction. that's right. <laughs> so, yeah, being accurate is important. Uh, yeah, yeah, it does derail <laughs> the whole game for sure. Um, um, I bought this used, obviously, 1973. Mm-hmm. Uh, eight bucks I paid online for it. Uh, someone else paid 50 cents for it prior to that. Yeah, so they in, did. In, in <laughs> once, in Clearly one... marked in crayon on the front of the box. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. who knows? Maybe that was 50 cents in, you know, 1975 or something. Who knows? Yeah, that's true. But regardless, no, it was good. It was a good, buy, good find for eight bucks, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. This might so. be... One of the boldest box cover graphics I have ever seen. Absolutely, yes. It is. I mean, it is taking no prisoners. It it is made a choice. And it, it, has, it is not waffling at all. Nope. I mean, no. the font is nothing I've ever seen before and nothing I've ever seen since. Well, you know why, Celeste? They made that font up just for this game because if you yes. look really closely, the number one is etched into a whole bunch of different uh, spots on these number on the letters. Right. Yes. Oh, it's definitely a homemade mm-hmm. font. Uh, right. I want this font. <laughs> perhaps, I'll, perhaps I'll make this font. <laughs> it's called, yeah, it's called right. number one font. <laughs> yeah, something like I'm going to call it the numerologic font. Yeah. <laughs> well, don't see a are, spike in sales and be so confused. <laughs> but we've gotten so good at just looking at the box cover now and gleaning from the photograph the the wardrobe, the, the what's going on, what are they drinking? We can pretty much pin the date now. <laughs> yes, yeah, this on is it. The, no question. That's yeah, pretty clever. As soon as we saw the uh, potentially adult beverages in everybody's hand, we're like, ooh, this is 70s, isn't yeah, it? Early yeah. 70s. Early. Yeah. Specifically early, 70s, early yeah. 70s because of the collar on the woman's blouse is mm-hmm. early 70s. There's no way that stark contrasted blouse of black and white with the small ooh. buttons would have been anything past Old 74. satin blouse. In fact, that is not a picture from 73. This box is from 73. But I guarantee you that picture was taken either in 70, 71, or 2. See, I was saying early 70s, too, and not because of the woman's collar, which totally makes sense, but how full their drinks were. (laughs) (laughs) That could be 60s. That could be 60s, That could be late 60s, early 70s. (laughs) Those are 12-ounce beverages, no doubt about it. (laughs) They're they're sitting down. The women are in a skirt. The woman's in a skirt. The man's in a suit. A yeah, suit. suit and tie suit. the whole night. A suit and tie playing this game. 
on a red shag carpet. <laughs> yes, it is shag. <laughs> in front of a fire, a brick fireplace. With, with wood dark, paneling. Yep, wood of pan- course. Dark wood paneling above it. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. And, a, and a model ship yes. sitting on yeah. the mantle. And Oof. albums, if you look very closely, record albums oh, off yeah. to the left. Yep, a, wow. a shelf of them, yeah. Bunch of 33s. And then half yep. the box is white. Stark, mm-hmm. clear, white. Mm-hmm. No border, no extra words. Nothing. nothing. I mean, it is bold. <laughs> Guys, it I love bold. that. I love that we're spending this much time. Like the game, we were all like, this game's great. And now we're all about this box. <laughs> but it's, it is. It's just, it, it hits you right it's in the face. It's mesmerizing. Yeah, it it's is. mesmerizing, this box cover. We uh, we did post it on our Instagram. Uh, if not, I'll put it up tonight. So you'll see it by the time this is released because this was a must see. Okay, explorers, it's time to dig up or bury Numerologic. Evan? Numerologic is one of those games that grabs you through concentration and deduction and logic. I actually like this a lot more than Mastermind, which required a color scheme, but I think the numbers work much better. But that's just me. Dig it up. Ed? I agree with Evan. The Mastermind with the numbers, it works so well. The components is so durable and fun to handle. It's not a flashy game by any stretch, but I'll dig it up for more logic puzzles. Mike? When I saw this crazy jumble of numbers clacking around in the box, I had a moment of existential dread. But once the shock wore off, I found myself playing a familiar and surprisingly fun little deduction game. So dig it up. I'm not a Sudoku player, and I don't consider myself a deductive game aficionado. So I really was surprised at how much I enjoyed the process of this game and its gameplay. And how smart it made me feel. So I'm digging it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. If you have thought about numerologic or numerology, then Careful. Totally related. <laughs> yep, I love it. Come chat with us on Twitter, on the Facebook, or on the Instagram. <laughs> you come to Instagram. Come yep. to the Instagram now. Yes. <laughs> Take a picture. Have fun. Instagram. You make good, happy Instagram. <laughs> and that brings us to the end of our show. We look forward to hearing about all the game exploring you're doing. Come to the Instagram. Come to the Facebook. <laughs> the Facebook. Talk to us. If you'd like more perks and content from our show, just go to our website, click on Become a Supporter Today, and you will get not just exclusive episodes of our podcast, which came first, but tons of episodes of our patron-only podcast. Bonus points. Bonus points. Join our chat on our The Discord and happy gaming, explorers. Please enter your pin. Oh, sure. It's the, hey. <laughs> it's all in the numbers, baby. <laughs> <laughs>